0: You're listening to a Destiny Park Media podcast. Shut the door, or have a seat on Santa's lap. It's time for <laughs> It's time for Dad Men. Woo. We're coming to you live from the North Pole. We got uh, Mary michael (laughs) yes Mary michael roland and jala the jolly old elf yeah Uh,
1: at your service i should say right
0: (laughs) yes yes now there will be different characters next week of course
1: oh yes Uh, but i have a feeling that there's
0: some sort of clause that happened because you killed a man
1: jala is that right i mean it's not in the tabloids (laughs) is it Uh, because i'm pretty sure if it's It's not in in the tabloids it didn't happen it's in the pod the Podley inquirer
0: yeah <laughs> those rags <laughs> yeah they they review us every week and every week they're like they forgot a crucial plot point they how, uh how dare they <laughs> michael's mic was uh, wasn't on so they had to use jala's headphones to, <laughs> to I, I, capture <laughs> michael's audio <laughs>
1: I also saw an article in there saying that, that uh one of the episodes was a clone. You were, you were a, one of them was a clone. You were a clone for one of them. I mean, maybe not you, but you had a clone. You know what I mean? Oh wow! Yeah, it's pretty that wild. is uh, that's definitely not true
0: for <clears throat> sure. I want to I want to get on the record here and say, I think that's about the only thing I can say that my lawyers have advised me to say is it's not really true. But, okay, in fact, I've already said too much. <laughs> Oh man, uh, how you doing? How you doing, you old elfy son of a bitch,
1: <laughs> Elfie little little man. <laughs> <laughs> that seems that seems mean spirited. I shouldn't say. Uh... <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I mean, I like a little. Uh, I like a little. You know, little little degree, little degradation. You need a little bit of roughness uh, yeah. in any relationships. but that's <laughs> the scruffy <yeah. laughs> the neck.
0: <laughs> but you also you also need some softness too. So uh, how's how's your week been going, man?
1: It's been going, man. It's been going. Um, haven't been too much as far as eventful. I mean, obviously, we just finished with um, we just finished with uh, Thanksgiving, and um, and yeah, we we're we we're, we're, uh, we're past that, and now we're kind of into the space where you know it's really, it's winter kind of just hit us pretty quick here. Um, I feel like the fall was kind of. It was around for a bit. It was actually kind of a warm fall, and then we just got hit with a ton of snow, and now it's like mad cold. So um, we're in the full swing of things, you know. As far as my daddy duties, Luna's kind of um, she's uh, she's getting she's she's trying to get her bearings with the school schedule and um, enjoying that. They had they had a, a magician. Uh, this week, Ooh. which was cute, <laughs> nice, yeah, nice. She got a pet of bunny, so that was cute. But yeah, man, and then me just kind of trying to uh, get some things done around the house. Um, I have a I have a laundry list of some things to do, and um, trying to check them off. So that's kind of been cool. my my flow. And um, I'm kind of just switching everything up, honestly, because um, Luna's also going to be tr- is trying to master her. Uh, toddler bed. I removed one of the crib, one of the crib um, sides, and, sure. t- and turned it into like um, one of those beds where like you can climb in and out of, like because there's like a little gap on the side for um, to, to sure. step out of. So, so we're practicing with that. Uh, nap time seems to be fine. It's the it, the nighttime has kind of been a little bit off and on. Um, but uh, you know, I can go on and on about uh, my daddly duties. But um, how about you? What's what's uh, What's the holidays like been, um, or I guess what's the uh, week been like after the holidays?
0: The post, uh, the post turkey. Yeah, coma.
1: Post <laughs> <week. laughs> turkey. Uh,
0: it's been it's been good. Uh, well, actually, no. Why would I say that? It's been really bad. Uh, you know that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we talked <laughs> we, about this. We've talked about this. Yeah, uh, I've had really really bad uh, back issues. Uh, I won't take too long to talk about it because nobody wants to hear that. But, um, but, you're, but
1: you're inducted I, into dad world now because of it. That's right. We were, we were saying that I am more dad-like
0: than I've ever been. And <laughs> a lot of people become a dad by having children and being filled with like this warmth and love they never knew was possible. I think I heard it happen to you. Yeah. Uh, and um, <laughs> uh, I heard a rumor about that. And it's in the For right? me... <laughs> For other people, it's like super painful uh, and it's like a terrible process. It's like something out of Hellraiser uh, where it's sort of like torture. Um, I I had a sore back for about a week and you know how I do. It's like, okay, a sore back. I'm a, I'm a tall guy. Comes with yep. the territory. 6'4". Yep. Uh, not bragging. Um, great height. But... Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 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 great, height, great height, sir. Um, and... You know, I, I just figured it's going to go away and it was getting better, but I woke up with a really sore back on Sunday and I'm like, well, this will go away. I'll, I'll eradicate this with some responsible work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, uh, I just figured what I'll do is I'll get all my chores done early in the morning and early in the day mm-hmm. and then I'll spend the rest of the day relaxing. Um, it's the same logic as when I'm driving. I've joked with people. I don't actually believe this, but I've joked that. In order to not slip on the ice, you have to drive as fast as possible, (laughs) because you know your your wheels spend less time on that ice, so there's not
1: a chance (laughs) limiting traction.
0: I believe it's Einstein's law of icy motion.
1: Yes, Uh, yes. yes. One of his newer editions.
0: (laughs) One of his newer editions that I added on Wikipedia, Uh, because for some reason it's not available online. Mandela effect. Anyway, quite possible. um, so I was I was carrying groceries in and I was like you know I'm gonna be really cool like uh, what's his name from Thundercats uh, uh, Lion. Lino. yep lion, I'm yep, gonna like lion. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna carry all of these groceries in on my arms they're they're Walmart bags so you know they they only use plastic bags seemingly there okay um, so I just had a ton of bags on my arms and when I stood up it was just like do you remember the scene where Gohan turns Super Saiyan Two in Dragon Ball Z? Yeah, yeah. Where there's a red line that cuts like through halfway through the frame. Yep. And Gohan is staring in like horror and disbelief after uh, Android 16 got his head stomped. That's right. I've lost all our regular viewers now. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) So, so I was like that. Yeah, I was like that. It wasn't like something snapped and like I heard a snap, but it was like something irrevocably changed in my back. And I literally was just like, (laughs) not like a Dragon Ball Z yell, but like a, a, I am in horrible pain and like. I'm dying ah. and my mom my mom was like can i help let me help with the groceries let me help and i was like no I got it. <laughs> which is also a dad thing like when my dad would be sweeping or something and we he would be like ah we, we'd be like dad can we help He'd be like no um uh, go inside <laughs> no i'm injuring myself i'm making things worse right, um leave me be but yeah um worst pain i've ever felt in my life uh. i've never really had that like that pain that changes you before like you know there's kidney stones for us guys oh right yep um there's uh having birth for um women Mm -hmm. or uh people with uteruses um you know i I had to talk to a doctor about it and folks uh it's okay to um need help i had to have my mom walk my dog for like three days and Mm -hmm. I uh, I felt terrible about it. it was I, I felt like an awful waste of space and but you know it's okay to need help. Uh, yeah, man. not just physically but mentally. And uh, I'm doing better. I'm getting better every day. Nice. Um, I was able to in the shower. I was able to wash both the bottoms of my feet. Oh, so, that's a
1: good. That's a good triumph. So yeah, that's, that's tough anyway. Like regardless, it is <laughs> tough.
0: Yeah, I used to be able to do it easily, and then for the past week and a half, I was not able to do it because this has been going on for like two weeks. Yeah, um, man. yeah. And, uh, I, uh, talked to a doctor and they gave me some tips about like when I'm laying down to let my legs lift for a bit, like put a pillow under my legs to lift them a bit. Like, oh okay, Interesting. just stuff, to, stuff to be easier on my spine. Yeah. And, uh, I've changed how I sit down and how I stand up. I used to like, I think I used to bend my back forward yeah, and, uh, hurt <laughs> and somehow <laughs> use my butt to push off of the couch. I don't know how I did it in the old days, but, um. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say is that I, I used to have an aversion to exercise, not even out of laziness, but just like, you know, I'm not interested. I'm yeah. kind of stubborn. And yeah. I was like, I'm not trying to be like lean and cut. I've had my phases where I want to be lean and cut, but sure. I, I I have a healthier relationship with that stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, and my reasons for wanting to be lean and cut were not healthy before. Yeah. So, um, But what I realized was like the exercise, it's important to do – to keep doing the casual things you do in your life that you love, like Right. Mm-hmm. walking your dog or um, hanging out with friends or because mm-hmm. when you get older, the risk of damaging your body is higher and higher and it's harder to heal the older you are. Yeah. So you do these, this exercise is like a preventative thing to keep, keep in shape, shape and mm-hmm. yeah, keep, just, just to be able to exist. I mean, it's true. It's, it's, it's we not forget about, about like, that. Yeah, and I didn't know about it. I mean, I I I now get it. It's yeah. like I need to strengthen my core so that if I do hurt my back, it's there's some like it's like a shield on a ship, you know, right. like in a sci-fi movies. It's yeah. a shield. Yep, the exercise is like a shield. Anyway, it's a buffer. It's a buffer. Yeah, Jimmy Buffer. <laughs> that's one of my favorite artists. Love him. Love him. <laughs> <Jimmy Buffer. laughs> yeah, I don't. That's not even one of his songs. I don't think. But um. Speaking of songs mm. just kidding. Speaking of T V shows. And instruments. <laughs> uh, and and uh and backs. Mm. Uh, this week's Mad Men, it was uh it was chock full of stuff to talk about. So oh, I man. say we get into it. It's uh it's a deep ep.
1: It's a yeah, deep ep. man. There's a lot going on, it's chock full of chock full of little details and tidbits. But uh before we get in, let's just uh get ready and jump on that carousel.
0: Nostalgia. It's delicate, but potent, sweetheart. Nostalgia. It's delicate, but potent, delicious. (laughs) Okay,
1: delectable. (laughs)
0: delectable uh it's time for what i call the rundown Mm. who wrote this episode who directed it um give us the deets and then tell us a little bit about the plot of the ep before we get riding on that little thing i call the carousel
1: yeah man let's 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 get into it well the episode this is episode number seven of season two called the gold violin and this one was uh directed by andrew uh bernstein and it was written by Jane Anderson and our uh, beloved French duo, André and Maria, Jacques Timon. <laughs> I think it, isn't it Jacques Maton? Jacques Maton. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm trying to add the Frenchness onto the last name now to try to kind of sneak Jacques, it in there. <laughs> Jacques Maton. Jacques Maton. Yeah. Yes. André and Maria, we love them. And... Uh, a nice little assist by uh, Matthew Weiner. So it's uh, a lot of cooks in the kitchen. It looks like.
0: Yes, uh, the wine dog. <laughs> yeah. Now,
1: the question
0: is: I said that last night uh, too. Um, um, the because que- we were, uh, we actually did try to record this episode last night, but then. Uh, I had explosive derailed. diarrhea. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we <I>? were derailed. <laughs> yeah, we were derailed. It's okay. Let's it just it's a, It was a supply chain thing. That's what everyone says when there's an issue. That's um, true. It's always a supply chain. <laughs> our, our, our crew was sick with COVID, to, to quote the great Adele. Um, mm, Adele, Adele. But uh, was it too many cooks, though? That's the mm, question.
1: That's good. That—that that, I T- mean... Too many cooks. Too many... <laughs>
0: You you referenced that last night, so that was pretty I fun. Give me credit.
1: Yeah, 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 that was pretty fun. I love the Too Many Cooks record, or I, I mean, I'm calling it a record, but it's really like a, a parody of a song that with a weird ass music video.
0: Yeah, it's a parody of like an '80s sitcom opening, and then exactly. it jumps into some other universes. I, but, I gotta tell you, mm-hmm. um, in terms of the Carousel, yeah, this is one of my most remembered episodes of Mad Men. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. For whatever reason, I, I always remembered it, even when I took that, you know, however many year break from the show. Yeah. Because I, I hadn't watched the show for a little while. Oh, yeah. And Same. it's it's just, uh, it's jam-packed. I mean, not only does it have um, the classic plot where Jane leads the guys into Cooper's office mm-hmm. to look at his painting. Yeah. Um, it has one of the saddest plots in the show, which is Salvatore's dinner With Ken Cosgrove at his house and Mm -hmm. with his wife, Kitty, Um, and his mom isn't at the dinner, but he lives with his mom as well. Uh, Oh, you know what?
1: I missed that note actually. Yeah, think about um, that. When when we see
0: them watching TV at the end, his mom is on the couch next to Kitty. That's right. She's just she does not look like she's doing super well. So it's another sad detail for Sal. But he's in he's a good Italian, um, taking care of his mom. You know. Oh yeah, and. This also has Don getting a new car. Mm-hmm. It has Betty getting invited out by uh, Mr. Jimmy Barrett, our favorite yeah. character. And- <laughs> Good old comedian. <laughs> yes. And I, I, it even has one of the most classic, you know how we've talked about how sometimes the show puts a banner on the screen and says, hey, this takes place in the 1960s. Yeah. I would say Don and Betty and the kids um, picnic. Oh, one good. Of the big, one of the biggest this takes place in the 60s moments and yes. it's hilarious. Yes, like, yes,
1: I'm glad you dark, mentioned
0: that. Dark comedy, man. When oh, Don yeah. chucks that
1: beer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, our beer can <laughs> chucks it like a fucking football all-star,
1: by the way. He has uh, a signature throw. You, do you realize yeah? that? Like he throws like with a lot of feeling. Like he threw the oh, yeah. thing with that, he throws his beer can like that.
0: <laughs> He's good, man. He's really good. Oh, yeah. Um and then Betty's like, "Okay, let's shake this blanket out, get the trash off of it, and it's all going everywhere." <laughs> it's I get so mad too, you know. I I, I get sick to my stomach watching it because oh man, that's it. That, that's terrible. You the know,
1: the the long directorial pause on that whole scene, huge like when they're just leaving. Yeah, it's amazing the way they stay on that scene.
0: Fantastic work by um, Andrew. Yes, it's it's an iconic scene of Mad Men, and I remembered that the whole time too. Like, and. I've had issues with with the, uh, this is the 60s moments. Yeah. But this is one that's just perfectly done, I think.
1: It's so funny that that scene stands out and it's such like a, like as far as a plot idea, like it has nothing to do with really anything besides the fact that like they're hanging out as a family because, you know, Don has this new car and they want to get out or whatever. Yeah. But you, you and I, and I'm sure like fans of the show, like just remember I, as soon as they were at the picnic, I was like, "Oh, this is the shit where they just they just throw everything on the ground and leave." <laughs> that's a mess. <laughs> yeah, that's a nightmare for me. I, I
0: hate imagining being that thoughtless and rude. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I wanted to ask you. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I'll save it for the dead um section of the show. Okay, but for
1: sure. I have a, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, about that scene. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll definitely get jump on that when we get to that part. Um, and I I believe uh.
0: One, one last thing is that mm-hmm. this is one of the last times we see a Harry plot there's one more time but I think this is two of three Harry plots in the whole show uh, mm. and they they kind of abort the fact that Harry was the main character of it halfway <laughs> through the <laughs> through the episode I swear man I think they realized like Rich Sommers a fantastic actor Harry's a yeah. great character mm-hmm. but his plots are very low energy like his mundane. It's, Yeah, he's a he's a boring dude. Yeah, but we love Harry. Uh, Well, we love uh, Rich Sommer. Yeah, and uh, it kind of morphs into two separate plots. Yeah, it more it morphs into a Jane and Joan fight to the death. (laughs) Yes, and to
1: the uh, the absolute. uh, To
0: be clear, (laughs) and um, the the uh, Salvatore and Ken Cosgrove plot. So yeah, I've never seen a show do that where it almost feels like the plot is over, and then it's like, oh, wait. It it reminds me of that uh, Nixon versus Kennedy, which Joe, uh, Joseph Rowland, the great Joseph Rowland. Yes, the great. He was like, it feels kind of separate from the rest of the episode, and it it almost feels separate until you remember that it it continues with these other plot threads. Yeah, it's, it's
1: that connective tissue. It reminds me of like a
0: March Madness Bracket yeah Uh, exactly
1: yeah exactly exactly (laughs) where
0: there's two you know you know what i'm saying yeah that Uh,
1: connective tissue really um really extends and i think any a lesser show would have probably tried to force the hairy thing down (laughs) our throats like knowing that it's it's not the most thrilling thing in the world but still doing it anyway just out of like pure like oh we have to give this character some love like
0: okay yeah, like, he pops up when Joan and Jane are fighting, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry that you guys are fighting because of me. And no. like, Get out of here. <laughs> and then he pops up at dinner with Ken and Sal.
1: Hey, I thought guys. you invited me, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I could have... Sw- now, that would be funny if he's like, oh, I thought I was invited, too. Uh, and, he, and then Ken's like, I didn't give you my story. And then he's like, what story? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a good comedy. <laughs>
0: well, uh Jennifer heard that there was a dinner going on and she wanted me to bring her. Uh, yeah. What? So, so I'm so, uh, can you just imagine Sal going, What?
1: <laughs> he would just stare
0: at the like, give us like evil eye stare what? like
1: get the fuck out of here.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then Kitty Kitty would say, Oh, it's okay, I don't have to eat. The great Kitty. She's so kind and so yeah, she's cute. Yeah. What 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 are some of your carousel memories of this episode, Jaw?
1: Yeah, um you know the picnic scene was a big one, and I believe the other the other part that I remember. You know what's funny? I actually remember the painting scene. I, I it's such a side thing, but I I remember them kind of arguing like, is this like a trick, like to get us yeah. to like say that we like it or that we don't like it, or like will we look like fools? And you know this is whole this is Harry's whole like fear, like before he goes in to see Cooper for whatever reason he doesn't know, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, I remember that as well and it's funny when watching this episode I forgot I think looking at it with new eyes I forget that how brave Jane is as like a character oh. like she's just um she really shows her age because she's supposed to be they they called it that she's like 20 Ugh, and I didn't yeah. I didn't realize how young she was um, me neither So yeah, it's um her brave, her bravery, this whole episode, you really kind of get a picture of, like, who this character is and, like, how she's not afraid to kind of be herself, even against maybe some, like, you know, ru- quote-unquote rules of the office. And yeah. um But she's not going to get away with it as, as far as Joan is, is concerned. No. Joan is... This is one of Joan's best episodes,
0: and it's also very sad because I... I've, I want to say first of all that it's very sad that Roger just totally undercuts her thank um, you thank and you and doesn't even talk to her afterward by the way
1: I he's, literally he's, wrote down why did I said why did Roger set Jane up like that that's so fucked up
0: <laughs> it's super stupid yeah um also Jane is very brave but bravery doesn't equal intelligence of course she's she she's definitely cunning and knows how to trick men and knows how to trick uh Joan as well. I mean mm-hmm. she's she's gaslighting Joan. Like she's like, oh yeah, he said you were this and this. It's like that didn't happen. No. <laughs> she, I'm she's surprised like picking she was on that Joan's quick. weaknesses. Yeah. yeah. No, she's she's definitely quick. She's definitely like she knows how to hurt people. Right. Uh I think she's a scary character. I think she, given the power, I think she'd be as scary or scarier than Bobby Barrett. Um Ooh, that's she's, a good thought. she's yeah. Um the other thing is is that it shows that Joan is maybe a bit. She treats women differently than she treats men, uh, yeah, and it's yeah. like that that patriarchy uh, bullshit mm-hmm. where all the people should be in trouble for going into Cooper's office, but she she says they would follow you anywhere, yeah. Like, and she blames she blames Jane for it for like everyone going in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it should be that everyone gets in trouble, and maybe right. not to the same degree, but sure, the guys don't get anything.
1: No, it's a good point. It, we don't see her like even you know she even runs into um, into a Kinsey, and yeah. he basically tells her to mind her business, and she goes about it yeah. goes about <laughs> on her way. <laughs> well, she she he gets her or she gets him to spill. You know what's funny when I when I was watching it. At first, I was like, how the hell did she figure out what they did? And then I realized that she was in the back. Like, you can't even really see her, but she was in the background. Yeah, she's lurking. Yeah. yeah. I-, <laughs> I love how the directorial um, decision in that scene, which is like, Joan is here, but you are, you, as an audience member, aren't necessarily going to even see that she's there until she actually comes onto screen. So, like, it's sneaky for both of us. So, I, I thought yeah. it was... I thought that was a, a good idea because it totally got me the first time um, rewatching, and I was like, I was like, where was Joan and how did she know? And then I was like, oh wait, she was in the background. She just probably just overheard them saying whatever they what they just said, and then you know,
0: right? No, so. Paul. She does get Paul to say um, he wasn't involved. That's not uh, right. Yeah, and she she gets him to say something else. Um, and he's like, oh, it wasn't even a big deal. Uh. Like, no, Joan, Joan knows how to get answers out of people. Yeah. She's, she's scary.
1: Joan um, really has it out for Jane because she realizes who Jane is to the, who Jane is becoming to the office so quickly, by the way, too. Like, right. she's brand yeah. new. And she's already kind of using that power and her youth and, um, kind of swinging it around. I, I mean... I wouldn't say she's like, like wild with it, but she, she is kind of going around, you know, she even says like, you think you're the only person that can have fun in this office? Like, she's really going at Joan like, you know, this is, you're not the only one in here. You know what I'm saying? I'm in here now and like, you're going to have to deal with me basically.
0: Well, I think, I think the implication is that Joan has hooked up with people in the office or.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I think just generally, you know, Jane kind of, since she runs the, you know, since we kind of claimed her as like i don't know the uh, over she's almost like an overseer of like the yeah yeah the whole thing like she kind of has a little bit more leeway i would say than your average yeah. worker there so
0: for sure for yeah. sure um when joan says what the hell are you doing here Go! oh my god scary
1: right scary yeah
0: and she seems pretty chill as she walks up to the desk but when she says that it is just oh god
1: <laughs> all those scenes are scary <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the music is perfect because it's it sets you up for okay. This is gonna be okay. It's a little scary, and then it's just like a jump scare. What the hell are you doing here? <laughs> oh my god, she's good, um, man. She's good. She's good she's at using good. that. Mm-hmm. And and also, I gotta be more kind to Joan. In that, it's not like she had the power to do much about the men. No, like she oversees the secretary pool and has all the power there, so she right. can punish them. I bet if she tried to punish um harry crane or you know this that the other paul Mm -hmm. kinsey yeah um don would say i need him for this account like you can't he can't be suspended for this exactly you know it's a it's a slap on the wrist immediately for those boys
1: yeah uh, so i want to be
0: sure i'm mindful of that
1: yeah yeah Um, joan only has so much power (laughs) yeah Yeah. um
0: but she is she is amazing yeah um,
1: she's great yeah i didn't like the roger the roger thing that that rubbed me the wrong way like because it was the ugh. scene was already scary and then like when we realized that he didn't talk to her it's even scarier because it's like oh shit like yeah, i'm just fucked, sitting he here he by up. myself Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> no <laughs> she, backup <laughs> don't worry don't worry i'm gonna talk to her just yeah me, it'll all be smoothed out by monday and then roger immediately bitch. got super drunk and then forgot about it <laughs> yeah. and he just he just kept thinking to himself. Jane on, Drane, on Jane Street. Not Jane on Drain Street. That's <laughs> Jane what he on is. Jane Street. <laughs> Jane on Jane Street. That's a pretty picture. I think that's my um my Sterling's Gold, by the way. It's simple, cute. but it's effective. That,
1: yeah. That's cute. That's a cute one. Um, do I think we should um, talk about a little bit more about the uh, Sal and Ken uh, dinner. Um, I, yeah. I know you had mentioned that it is overall a sadder plot line in this episode but i do want to highlight the um the lightheartedness of it initially when sal and ken kind of unintentionally like hit it off yeah um i thought that was really cute yeah like sal's kind of like i think he got taken by surprise too because i mean obviously ken was like a writer so sal kind of knows that he's like a little bit of a creative person but maybe not doesn't know the depths of the creation and then when they're in the office and uh looking at the painting and ken kind of waxes poetic about like what he thinks he sees in the painting yeah uh sal's so like kind of taken aback like wow this is uh this guy's he's deep You he's know, a deep yeah. guy it's a cute it's it kind of develops a somewhat of a crush type feel to it
0: oh yeah no and um There is some wholesomeness in the plot, which that's what makes it good. If Mm -hmm. it was just depressing the whole way through. Yeah. It's not good. But dude, like Ken has like the heart of a poet. I think he's a good, he's a good person on the inside. And when, when he says to Sal, you're not like everyone else around here, Mm -hmm. um, he really seems to mean that in a very positive and and wholesome, welcoming way. Like yeah,
1: absolutely. You're
0: sensitive, and you and, and Sal gets scared when Ken says that he's a little worried at first. Yeah, he's you know, like, he gets oh. defensive. I love Ken in this plot, and um, Me too. he's touched. He's touched that Sal read his story, and Salvatore takes the chance to uh, invite this kid to uh, not kid, but this guy to his house. Uh, yeah, and. Um, I do want to touch on that. The scene with the painting, it illustrates sort of the world view of each of these characters. Right. Um, Jane is very plain. No no rhyme intended. <laughs> um, she sees things as straightforward as possible. And mm-hmm. she's, I'd, I'd say she's kind of cynical, man. Like to say, huh, just smudgy squares. Or maybe I should say more, she's not overthinking it. She's, yeah. she's just like in the moment. She's in the present. And she's yeah. just... Seeing things and then moving on quick. Um, yeah. And then Salvatore, he's he's very cynical and very – he assumes kind of the, the worst of people at times. Uh, that's the, one thing I've noticed on this rewatch is that mm-hmm. Sal, he can be kind of negative about people.
1: And yeah. Yeah, I can see that. He assumes
0: that uh, Bert doesn't – like he says people buy things like this to pretend they know what they mean. and. Sure. He, he says, it has to mean something. I've worked in art. I've, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then he immediately conforms his opinion to Ken's or, or at least is like blown away by Ken's. And yeah. like I said, Ken has the heart of the poet and he, he just says it, it just uh, it makes you feel things and you get lost in it. It's so mm-hmm. deep. And
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I like that.
0: I think Sal has a very protective shield in front of him and he uses sarcasm and uh negativity to mask his his soft side you know yeah and i think ken broke through to him in a way that nobody else in the office has with this plot yeah which was
1: really nice and you know now that you're saying that i think uh, i I think part of that harshness actually comes from his job um if you think about it Um, good point it's it's um they their um their whole role in their in in the sterling cooper is to design these things that make people feel things and so he has a cynical view of how art is being represented sure because of you because i create art as well i'm trying to make people react this way i'm trying to make people yeah when when ken or excuse me when um yeah when ken delivers like the real feels and is like, no, I actually do feel something out of this. Like it's not fake. And he's like, Oh, okay. He's. I think it's like Ken hasn't been
0: tainted by the corporate life. Yeah. And also Sal has to face a lot of rejection all the time by Don and by clients and um, by probably fellow artists. So yeah, it's, it's, it's very good characterization. Everyone's characterization makes sense for their age group, where they're at in life and where they're going to go. And Mm -hmm. Bravo, bravo the cooks because yeah. <laughs> it's like they had just the right amount of cooks
1: absolutely. in this kitchen absolutely uh, it was um their their seat at the table with uh kitty and their conversation back and forth that was uh that's when things kind of got um not intense but um, it's
0: it's multifaceted because it's yeah. really kind of cute the talks they are having but kitty is being neglected like Crazy dude, like emotionally, and and Sal brushes off things that she says. Mm-hmm. She, he doesn't want to hear about that, he, right? Um, she's like an annoyance to him that, that she's there almost,
1: yeah, and, because the focus is really on Ken and what he thinks, and right, does he like and there's, the food. And you
0: know, I mean, the most insanely hurtful thing he says is when he asks, How did you guys meet? Ken asks, How did you guys meet? Um, Sal says it's a boring story. I thought that was. You a don't bad want to move. hear that. That was a bad. That was. <laughs> that if he was, was, if, Sal was if, if Sal was, a straight guy, um, I, I would be like face palming and like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> that are you is serious? Not the,
1: that is not the right thing to say. But there's, you know, he's a gay man,
0: and mm-hmm. of course, none of this is boring or is interesting to him. Like it's sure. at the end, it almost seems like a prison he's in, where when they're. Together at the TV, you know. I yeah, mean,
1: that was pain. That was a, so sp- one of the painful scenes. There, he's just sitting, not saying anything, and he's uh, yeah. just there, you know, being ignored again, just you know, just knitting or whatever. And also, the
0: moment when Ken leaves, the face that Brian Bat, who did a great job this episode, shout out to him. Oh yeah, for the sure. The face he makes, it's like all the optimism and happiness gone. Just he's just dead.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, he was you know. Like, I should probably, get- you know, he felt that that weirdness that not so much that it was on him but the weirdness that like kitty is noticing that the focus is only on you even though the next well, day i thought it was cute that he says you know i, I kind of like how you guys are as a you know as yeah. a as a couple i kind of look for want. something like that yeah i thought it was well, adorable but
0: even before he talks to Kitty and notices that he was neglecting her, mm-hmm. it's, it's just a quick moment before he says, you know, I guess I'll clean everything up. It's just this look of de- defeat back to my real life. Mm, you know, it's so that's what I meant. But yeah, he, he does eventually realize and I, it, you're right. It's like a sense of panic where it's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I have to pre- I have to pretend better or she's going to know. Yes. That yes. I'm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's and they do a great job of making sal still likable and you know i feel really bad for kitty um i, ho- I hope she finds someone someday because yeah. she seems like a really a really nice person she's very giving very kind and yeah nobody deserves to feel like how she felt where she's crying and saying how she is and people tell her she's interesting yeah you know it's just
1: yeah it's tough uh, it's tough because it's not like he means to be that no. way you know what I mean? He's trying
0: to survive. He's trying to survive that's and it. he's trying to he's trying to fix what he thinks is broken about him mm-hmm. being gay. But right. there's there's nothing wrong with it. And in another time he wouldn't he wouldn't be doing this, you know. Yeah, he it's, wouldn't have to. It's just the tragedy of a lot of people in the 60s or 70s or 80s or 90s, you know, it's it's having to pretend and uh force yourself to be a certain way. It's right. awful. Yeah. And that's yeah. So Absolutely. And Don gets to uh Gets to buy a new car. That's that's <laughs> man. There's nothing else that happens with him. No, it's real good. <laughs> it ends there with the blue uh-huh. car.
1: And um, it looks great
0: at the end of the episode. Looks great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yo, oh shit! You made me think of something. I don't want to jump too far. I'm gonna we're gonna mention it towards the end, but you just made me. Yeah. I'll cut this, but you made me think of something. <laughs> he was protective of the car the whole yeah. time. <laughs> I know, and yeah. Right at the last second, she pukes. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, dude, that's great. That's fantastic payoff. It's like Chekhov's uh, Chekhov's gun, where it's going to go off in the third act. It's you knew that the car would get messy from something, and something. it's from Don's own misdeeds. Oh
1: you know man. what a what a oh. writing staff! Wasn't it? What a writing staff! Yeah,
0: <laughs> indeed. Um, no,
1: but I have to give props to. Um, I love the I love the um, I love the conversation that he had with Cooper and uh, Roger. Yeah. The seat at the table, the seat at the table talk. That's big talk.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then Roger says, I'm off to sniff around your desk. Here I go. <laughs> Here I go. <laughs> yeah. See you later. Uh, I got to, I got to talk to Joan about something. Let me just have a drink.
1: <laughs> I'll be right back guys. I mean, I'm not going I'm coming back, but <laughs> I'll beer, I'll beer right back. <laughs> <Yeah>. that, <laughs> yeah, and then,
0: and then joke. as he closes the door, um, Cooper says that means he's not coming back, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah, you know, philanthropy, um, basically they're saying you gotta be a big dog. Now you gotta get, get out there in the world and, uh, start impressing people. Cause you're yeah, representing Sterling Cooper. So more tuxedos. <laughs> uh, yeah. More tuxedos. I remember that conversation as well. Oh, do you? And, uh, Yeah. Kurt and Smitty's ad campaign, uh, yes. pretty far out there for the '60s. It's uh, no artwork, and uh, oh, it's a that's song. A good point it's no artwork. It's not at all. a jingle. Yeah, it's it's a song that would sort of. I don't know where they would play it, just on the it's radio, like I guess.
1: Yeah, radio spot.
0: Like, <laughs> but it's a song, so it's like it would be part of the programming, I guess. Sure,
1: sure. Yeah, feels that's like a big uh, ask. Yeah, you know, and to let and to have Don let them kind of go in with that. Was um, he's trying. Yeah, I was gonna say that's pretty. Um, I- I'll give it to him. I'll give it to Don. That was pretty progressive of him. I didn't think he would yeah. uh, let let that go like that. But I know that they wanted to use a younger talent to try to swoop up some different clients. And apparently, they want uh, kids on coffee. Well, kids, but they want younger youth on coffee. Yeah. Um, because I guess yeah. it's seen as an older thing. And um,
0: that's this is uh this is him and Duck still working together.
1: Yeah speaking of I really liked their um synergy this episode um, yeah. I thought it was um it was nice to kind of see them really actually bury the the hatchet and no oh, snippety snip at each other and yeah congratulate each other I thought that was nice yeah and Don uh, duck was looking
0: at the liquor he was he was looking <laughs> you you watch him
1: too right he has yeah. these glances
0: <laughs> yeah he was it was awkward they just Jane held the door for him to get out of there and he's just like hmm Mm, yeah. Okay.
1: Let me not stop <laughs> right, your sale. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'll just uh. Yeah. Let me not dampen your dampen your sale or something. Yeah. Yeah. But but I just wanted to mention Curtin and Smitty because they're funny characters and we had we were asking each other the other night uh, if they were actual employees or if they're consultants. Maybe right. the show will make that clearer because we never see them. Like I forgot they were part of the season because they showed up in the For Those Who Think Young episode. Mm-hmm. But. They have not been a part of the season at all since then.
1: As yeah, far and as they, it's not that. like they're walking around the office and we're just like ignoring them. It's just like we saw them in that yeah. episode and then we saw them back at, for this one. You know,
0: they're being judicious. They're not. They're trying to make sure they don't scrappy-do us, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think so. I think <laughs> oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, with your permission, I think it's time for the Manhattans.
1: Ooh, you're right. I think it is time for the Manhattans. And I want, I want you to go first. I will. I'm gonna. You know, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, there is a ton going on, but again, I think even with as many credited writers as we have, I think it was still written very well. It was still really sharp, and I really like the direction as well in this episode. I'm throwing a. I'm throwing a 4.25, four point two five. Nice. Yeah. All right.
0: Oh, well, I'm gonna do you one better. Oh. And I'm gonna do a 4.50. Ooh, very nice. Very <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah, because because <laughs> you know it's it's not anything wrong to say it's not a five Manhattaner. That's not yeah.
1: No, not at not all. Not
0: any defamation. Uh, it's not dis- not discrediting the episode. It's a very very fun episode. Very good. Yeah, you will have a great time with it if you're mm-hmm. a Mad Men fan. Yeah, um, and it's it's like it's not the very tippity top, but no. But They're this episode feels for...
1: very madman, doesn't it? Like, it's, yes, this it is does. a madman episode. It's like we talked about last
0: week, where last week was, you know, not my fave, not yeah. your fave. Yeah. But it sort of set things up so that this episode could walk through the door confidently and say, Absolutely. Uh, you know, this is madman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like
0: that. <laughs> this is, is madman. Uh, you know what was missing that would have made this a five star? What's that? I think you know. Pete and Peggy, man, we need yeah. Pete and Peggy in a five star Mad Men, or sorry, no, no not stars, Manhattan's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a five Manhattan episode. It's got to have Pete and
1: Peggy. I agree with It'll, that. We, I agree with that. Um, we, Peggy is we'll, a we'll big never, missing factor.
0: She only gets to be cute in the meeting about the song. That's uh, right. That's right. Where she says it stays with you. Yeah, and uh, a little I wouldn't mind staying. I wouldn't mind staying with. Uh, peggy you know.
1: woo, woo. <laughs>
0: um, all right all right tugs that collar all right yeah, yeah. Uh, all right i'm being predatory just like uh ken was with jane sorry guys sorry yeah. no it's all good listen if peggy were uh, some people have fictional relationships with anime characters uh at least she's real. i i uh, yeah she's she's kind of real i mean <laughs> not really uh elizabeth olsen is real much respect to miss olsen much respect. We Rouch. love, we love your work. Anyway, I think now it's time for my segment, Creepily Thirsting on the <laughs> Characters <laughs> of Mad Men. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's the segment name. Um, <laughs> no, it's, uh, the segment is called Michael's Relationship Nook and Mental Health Pieta Terre. And, um, I want to take a second to spotlight, uh, what happens at the party, uh, yeah. which Jimmy Barrett gets to talk to Betty. On the phone, and yeah. he's he's charming. He's have you noticed that he becomes more likable in every episode?
1: Yeah, man. Like he really his first does.
0: appearance. His first appearance is awful. Like I just yeah. want to punch the TV. <laughs> uh, but something about this guy, he's just growing on me. I think it's that we don't have to see his act anymore.
1: That's a um, good point. That's a good point. And I think yeah. he's one of those type of people where, like, you know, you know, Bob Bobby's with him, and like he's one of those guys that like comes off scruff at first and then like when you really like live with them and you know feel them out they you, you really start to see the sweetness I think that he has and he has a a bit of a a crash boyish charm to him as well yeah so yeah I, I like the I, I did like his energy at first in this episode <laughs> yeah well I love it
0: the whole time man yeah. I think it's great so he he says to Betty, "What do you think happened between those two at the party?" Because Betty gets sure. all excited. She and Don, you know, she she asks Don if they can go. And I think maybe because of Roger and um Roger and Cooper's conversation, he's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I guess I got to go out to these things more." They they go to his a celebration for Jimmy's show, Grin and Barrett, mm-hmm. uh, being picked up for thirty nine episodes. Which like, whoa, that's nuts.
1: Definitely a big deal.
0: In the 60s, that's a big deal. And mm-hmm. I don't know that it beats Candid Camera. I'm pretty sure it does, it does not. Right.
1: Like, as long as we are uh, better than Candid Camera.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ugh, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, set your standards so a little lower. Um, <laughs> that would be like us being like, well, as long as this episode beats the uh, Pod Save America, you know. Yeah. <laughs> an established brand. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, something happens, man, where... At first, he's buzzing around her, and he says, "I never leave you alone, do I?" Mm-hmm. She goes, "You don't." And but there's something different about him. He's he's not predatory and weird. He is more like trying to explain something to her.
1: Yeah, and he's so being he, charming. He's trying to like show that like he doesn't have any ill will towards her at all. Actually, like he really yeah, enjoys yeah. her. Like as a
0: self awareness. Yeah, he's, he's also acknowledging he never leaves leaves her alone. Yeah, he's um. There's something deeper in his heart, man. He's hurting. Mm, He's hurting. hurting, baby. Yeah. What, what do you think happened between those two? And <sighs> I think when I first watched that, I'm just like, oh, shit.
1: I know. <laughs> that bomb was crazy. That he was a crazy know.
0: bomb. <laughs> yeah. And Betty, she's confronted with this horrible thing that she probably knows in her gut is true because of all oh. the stuff, all the weird, suspicious stuff that happened with Don the sure. last few weeks. Sure. Uh, or, or episodes. And... But she runs away. She runs away from it. Mm-hmm. And um, you could say that she was puking because she had too many drinks, which is true. She did have too many drinks, but it's that's symbolic. also symbolic of, you know, her feeling absolutely sick about what she knows has gone down. And uh, yeah, any, anytime Don and Betty have something super nice happen to them, it is quickly destroyed by <laughs> Such Don's pain. own actions. Don's own actions. Listen, it's, we, I love Don as a character – yeah, uh,
1: we waxed poetic I, about him a, a while back when he's his got daddy his good duties. Parts. Yeah,
0: he's got his good side, but he has earned this. Like, this yeah. is ultimately his mistake. It's not Jimmy isn't a dick for bringing it up. No, he's, no, <laughs> he's not. He's not. And the Jimmy's rant to Don is one of the greatest scenes in TV history. At the end, his his confrontation. Yeah. Um, if I make I don't like quoting too much, but Joe and I. We have quoted this scene many times because it's just so good. Yeah, the tension when when uh, Bobby is talking or when Jimmy is talking to him, Mm -hmm. it's so thick. Like you are like, oh my god, is he going to freak out? Is he going to just say, "I know you, I know you've been having sex with my wife"? Uh, But it starts to seem like he's just going to let him go. He's going to let him go off into the night. (laughs) And uh, the line that changes everything and made me want to throw up when I first watched it, just like Betty was. Mm -hmm. You know what I like about you? Nothing. But she, but she gave me everything I wanted, and he's not saying nothing in a mean way, but you know it's true. It's such oh, yeah. a good diss. Oh yeah. You know what I think oh, about yeah. you? Nothing. That's classic Jimmy Barrett. But he oh, goes, yeah. but you gave me everything I wanted, and what did you get, huh? Bobby? Lots of people have had that <laughs> horrible Christ, resentment to man. his wife, um, and then he's like John. Or, sorry, Don goes. Excuse me. Which is the classic <laughs> John, or as I call him, Don <laughs> response. <laughs> um the brain virus is killing me that's no, all good <laughs> but I'm, I'm fighting through it <laughs> um i always thought that don draper looked like john Hamm. i don't know why uh, That's weird anyway, right <laughs> <it's> weird. <laughs> i've never seen them in the same room but uh anyway don's like excuse me which is the perfect don draper response uh to any accusation that is 100 percent true <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the second greatest one is uh I don't think you know what you're talking about. You know, just that classic gaslighting. Oh um, shit, man! But yeah, he he puts him in his place. He says, "If you wanna, if you wanna screw around, get a hired sex worker." You know, he's basically being, saying, "Like, I understand you want to cheat on your wife, I guess, but sure. to do it with a married woman, you're scum, you're garbage." He says, <sighs> and uh, and the the thing that really nails it and kills Don is, and you know it. He hits Don where it hurts with that one,
1: bro. And- the The whole sequence is like a box, like a boxer who knows he's gonna get the knockout. The other guy doesn't know; like he thinks he's yeah. like, "Oh, I'm ahead, man. I'm ahead on the card." In this, and 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 uh, Jimmy's like, "Watch what I do. I'm gonna weave, and you're gonna think I'm coming here, and then I'm just gonna body, body, body head, and you're out." Like I didn't expect yeah. him to hit him like that. That was. He and he didn't let up. He like, he was like slowly leading you to the, you know, to to the to the to the truth, and he wasn't scared at all, yo. I, no. he was not scared. He was zero fear in him, zero fear. Like he was just like, yeah, I'm gonna stand up to this guy. Yep. I think you're scum. You know it, and you're not gonna do anything about it. Yeah, like, man, that you're right. That that scene is really one of the best five. Five Manhattan scene. Easy. Hundred percent. Easy. Yeah. Easy. It's so good. And I when he came to the office
0: two episodes ago and says, I just wanted you to know I'm not a bad guy. That's him saying, I'm giving you one last chance here to stop fucking my wife. I really think that's what the scene is about. Where he
1: Yeah, man. If you look he back. He came to Yeah, he
0: came to Don's office right after the car accident. He sees his arm and he I think he knows then and I think he's saying he probably is fucking around on me because uh, he hates me. He thinks I'm an
1: asshole. You know, he's... Sure, he's, sure. Like, this is like a revenge thing.
0: Or, yeah. Or he's just like, if I if he sees that I'm a nice guy, maybe he'll stop. Because right. I think ultimately the um, relationship between Bobby and Jimmy is a very fascinating one to watch with modern sensibilities because I, I think maybe the situation is like Bobby didn't want to be married. Maybe she, yeah. she still wanted to be playing the field and she wanted to be with multiple people.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and she has a lot of the power in the relationship, so it seems.
0: Yeah. So it's almost like, you know, those situations and no disrespect to, to those situations, but where one partner wants it to be a polyamorous relationship and mm-hmm. the other one does not. Right. And the, the pain that that would cause, um, it's that type of thing with them, I think, where he knows that Bobby... Wants more and and is probably seeing other guys and yeah. she she has all the cards in the relationship so yep. she even runs the business and he can't do anything about it with her but right with Don he he can say hey back the fuck off you right. know? Ch-
1: chill out in so many words
0: yeah and he he does include Bobby in the rant you know lots of people have had that which you know it's a, it's not a good thing to say about your wife but he's he's but he's she's hurting, hurting him in that way yeah yeah she's hurting him and you can see it in his face in their episodes together it's the power between him and her he has no power really like he's he's mm-hmm. like a he's almost like a puppet or a prop because like he when they the together. comedian
1: he's like he is the um the the um you know he's the famous one he's the he's the he, talent yeah he's the talent he's the man out there i mean it it kind of leads me to this conspiracy theory that i have that bobby set this in motion because of what happened in the last episode i believe it was the last episode where don gets really pissed at her um she you know she thinks she's enjoying her time with don and like but also oh. like getting her a little like having her cake and eating it too and like i finally got don like everyone talks about you blah 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 and 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 don is like <laughs> She, she he reacts the way that she, she didn't think he would react that way to it like yeah. you know don doesn't accept i guess who he is outside in the world and i think bobby's different bobby knows who she is yeah and like she's she's fine with it you know she deals with it she she almost holds power with it you know what i mean and sure. don is complete opposite he's not he actually acts like it, that part of him doesn't exist at all and so when she shines that light on him unintentionally she's trying to be fun and stuff but unintentionally shines that light on him he you know he gets pissed off and like leaves her tied up in a bedroom which made me think like oh shit like she could have just been like hey uh jimmy you know yeah this guy and then being like if you want to get him we can get him now and like and then let jimmy do the rest like that, that's my theory of kind of like how the uh, background of uh, Jimmy and Bobby's uh, conversation had before they invited them over. It's almost like when when Jimmy calls um, calls uh, Betty on the phone, it's almost like he's on the phone talking to Betty. And then like Bobby's just laying in the bed, like watching him have this conversation about like, oh, you should, you should, you should come out. Huh. You know, he's he's the talent, man. He can really sell his... His you know, his his persuasion and his um his his charmingness to bring people in and then but it's really a setup for the for the sabotage, which is uh Interesting. Was a sick one. Man, well
0: when I first heard this theory of yours last night, I, I snapped and I said, No, no, that can't be true, no That ruins it. No, no But hearing you hearing you today, uh I think you got a good point. I think you might be on to something,
1: but it's at least a possibility. I'm not oh, sure. I'm not concrete yeah, yeah. on it. It's kind of just a thought. I was I was
0: too close-minded yesterday, and I've grown a lot uh, since then. Indeed. indeed. <laughs> so, That's so what I um, do. yes. Uh, when I think about this episode, it's very funny. This has happened to me my whole time watching Mad Men, my whole Mad Men fan career. Mm-hmm. I don't think about the previous episode at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think about the thing with... It, like, might as well not exist, the Don in the hotel room with Bobby. Yeah. Like, I think of it as, like, they they hook up, they get in car crash, then this happens. Yes. And I know that the scene in the hotel room happens, but I think because it's part of a lesser episode, my brain mm-hmm. ignores it a bit. But it's a good point. I think that maybe it's more like she set Don up. Like, she... Right. Right. she Basically, gave Jimmy the okay to invite Betty, and said, "I'm going to light this grenade here and uh, yep. walk away." Yep. Um, I don't think I don't think it's as easy as like she told Bobby or she told Jimmy that she was having an affair. Sure. Um, because I don't think she would do that. Like, she wouldn't yeah. just come out and say that. But yeah. I think she was aware that Jimmy knew, and she was like, "Let's see what happens," because she likes chaos. She likes disorder. And she likes to be in control, and she got her control back of the Drapers. And yeah, uh, absolutely, she she poisoned them
1: because Don and tried to push his power at you know previously, and she's she's like, I'm the not whole gonna that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm
0: gonna the whole relationship. Yeah, the whole relationship is a tug of war between those two, yeah. and it's we saw who the won. moment. <laughs> yeah, she won. No, she was always going to win. She was always going to win. She yep. she is ruthless, and she is you know respect to her that she doesn't get destroyed by you know these men like right. she wins yep. um, so i have a lot of respect for bobby barrett as crazy as that is because i know um, that she's also doing some bad stuff it's like yeah. you got to respect it you,
1: you it's got power like, move
0: yeah she's tough man she and she also was able to help peggy and
1: that's, that's gonna
0: point. be that's gonna be a positive influence she had on the show for the rest of the show yeah. you know i don't think that counts as a spoiler like no you can see that peggy's different so. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Respected. I, like I might have a, I might have a Bobby Barrett poster behind me. Ooh. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. That, that'd be that, nice. That makes it seem like I love her. I really don't, but I love the character. And, yeah. um, cause it's, it, there's a difference between, there's a difference between loving a character and what they did for the show and then like actually liking them.
1: Right. And yeah. Liking them as a character. Yeah. Exactly. I don't
0: really like when Bobby, I like what Bobby brings to the show, but I don't like her. <laughs> So <laughs> right. anyway, um, and then the mental health aspect. Roger, Roger's having a bad season. Let's be honest. Uh, he, I, my memory of season two is like all the characters are on top of their game. Uh-huh. Uh, everything you love about them, they're doing it. Yeah, and I'm watching season two about Roger. And I'm just like this dude. He was so lonely that he went after a woman he saw once uh, at an accounts meeting. And he's like begging her for companionship financially, of course, using of money course. to beg. Of course. And he's not doing much better right now. He's really sna- he's really courting this 20-year-old and uh, asking <sighs> where she lives multiple times. Yes, um, he keeps
1: asking that. Thank you for – like, yeah. where do you live? Where
0: Jane you- on Jane Street. <laughs> Jane on Jane Street, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the next episode, he's going to be like, Jane on Jane Street, Right. Yeah. He just keeps bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> and which which what's your house number? I'm just curious. Yeah. And she's like, "Uh, <laughs> do you live with a man or anything? Is there anybody?" Live with a man house? or uh and he assumes she has an apartment, by the way. Uh which makes me think you know how he looked up the uh the sex worker. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I think he probably looked Jane up too. Yeah, he probably
1: definitely did. <laughs> he Yo, he's a good good um that's a good insight on Sterling's trajectory this season. Yeah, because he could be he could be
0: cutely assuming that she lives in an apartment, which it's not cute. But what's your uh, Sterling's gold?
1: You know, what's funny. Um, I I didn't really have a I didn't really have a Sterling's gold besides the really intense scene. With uh, Don and, uh, and Jimmy where he says, you know you know what I like about you? Nothing.
0: <laughs> Nothing. That's a good zinger. I wish I could use that on someone. I've never used it in real that's life. Painful, that's painful
1: though. That's a painful one. I mean, it's it's, it's it's chill, but.
0: Yeah, yeah, like the Muppets could use it. Like Fozzie could say that to someone.
1: Right. Right. Yes, You know what, yes. I, like a, you
0: know what I like about you? Nothing. Waka waka waka. <laughs> uh, Fozzie doesn't have a wife. I think Fozzie may be asexual. It's okay. You
1: definitely could be. You definitely could be.
0: Not, And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> I base a lot of my comedic stylings off of Fozzie. Yeah. Uh, Fozzie, I'm going to use him as a source of inspiration whenever I'm like feeling like nobody likes me. Like At least I don't have two old men that follow me to every show I do and are heckling me. <laughs> heckling um, him. <laughs> Statler and Waldorf. I mean- God, when when Fozzie inevitably has like a mental health crisis, those guys are going to be <laughs> gonna we're going to be, gonna be a, they're going to be in big trouble. Uh, I think we might have to cancel Statler and Waldorf. I I'm mean, what can
1: we what can we do against the elderly? Though, I mean, right, that's a problem.
0: That's a problem. <laughs> there's, these, <laughs> there's these laws that we can't hurt the elderly. Nope. Damn it, no, nope. uh, <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I think Roger. I would like for Roger to uh make better choices. He is not making very good choices. Uh and it's clear that something's going on in his marriage that it would be better his energy would be better spent addressing that with his wife. Yeah. He's yeah. still he's still recovering from the trauma of his heart attack, I think. His two yeah. heart attacks. Yeah. For sure. And physically he's doing okay. Um as far as we can tell. Mm-hmm. But he's uh it's not even a midlife crisis, but it's just a life crisis where his face when he was telling Don, don't you just love the chase, though? Come on. Like, yeah.
1: he, he, um, he's he not He feels himself. like he's floating. He's just kind of floating yeah. off and, and like with no direction, not even sure exactly what he wants to do. I mean, obviously, he's reaching out for somewhat of a connectivity with somebody, but even that, he's not really working that hard to do. Like, he kind of – And whatever comes in front of him that he thinks is, like, interesting, he kind of will jump on for the moment. I don't know. You're yeah, right, he's though. there's gotta... very low this this season. Yeah.
0: This is depressing. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's, it truly is, but uh, yeah. it's okay. I, we've already talked about Cell a lot Um this is a great episode for him, and we get to know him, and it's really nice to see him so excited about a friend coming over from work. Yeah, um, like that. And to have a crush, because there's nothing wrong with anything Sal did in this episode. Um, no. He never acts weird with Ken. He's just very excited to have him over. Mm-hmm. And it's nice. It's generally, nice to see him so happy. Cute. Yeah, generally
1: yeah. cute crush.
0: Yeah. And uh, he forgot his lighter. That's okay. Uh, you know... Ken's probably going to miss the lighter, but it's not a big deal. I did. <laughs> you know, I'm glad I just remember this. Mm-hmm. Something that made me laugh out loud was when I realized <laughs> that, um, Salvatore invited him over so that they could talk about his story. Yeah. And the only two words that, um, happen about the story are, so you really liked it? And then Salvatore says, I did. <laughs> It's very good. I think it's like four <laughs> words, maybe. Yeah. But that's all they say about the whole story. Like, he never goes into detail about it. It's just Kitty's like, he couldn't stop talking about it, and that's it. Like, there's, he gets no feedback from him. So, I think Ken was probably a little disappointed, but he's like, oh, he's a good guy, though. And yeah, maybe he's great.
1: being really nice, but it seemed... I mean, I think his wife helped validate that he read the story and enjoyed yeah. it. Because she would have said... Well, I don't know, actually. She probably would have covered for him, but um, that helped, like... Because I was thinking in my head, did he not read it and just kind of wanted him to come over? But like, He would have read it. Yeah, he, he, he would have read, read
0: it. So He was excited about you know Ken Cosgrove. And I think, like you said, he didn't know Ken was like this. So, the crush is new, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And Ken is so nice the next day. And <laughs> I, I love when he, he says, I, I would have called your wife, but I didn't know how an Italian – would uh <laughs> feel
1: about that. <laughs> would feel
0: about that. And you know, Sal's like, Oh, you can call her, she would love to talk to you. It's like yeah. Yeah, yeah they have That's a nice. they have a nice back and forth. I really enjoy it. It's cool. It. But Sal has a friend now. Yeah. He has a friend at work. Genuinely. And I think he he probably has uh people he's friendly with in the art department, you know? Sure. Like sure. those guys that those guys were funny. By the way, guys, Flow Watch still zero sightings for the season, but uh Ooh. we haven't uh we haven't given up hope. She might. We will not
1: give hope. (laughs) We will not give up hope. uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, they should have at least fired her. They should have given her a good send-off. Flow.
1: Yeah, man. Uh I I thought she was. She was quite fun. Yeah. Well, that's
0: my nook. That's my pieta tear. Beautifully done. uh, Beautifully done. We love Sal, and uh, we just want him to be happy, and we want Kitty to be happy, and uh, it's just a damn shame about the '60s, man. There's some good stuff in the '60s, but um, this human rights shit. Is just hard to watch. It's know?
1: tricky. It's definitely tricky as as far as yeah. as far as we are in the future from yeah. is, uh it's tricky to watch, but it, it, it's important to see the stories. You know what I mean. To see yeah. the stories of the time and see how people navigated and um, mm-hmm. and I, and, I, and I really like that.
0: So yep, well done, pied
1: de Terre, sir. Well done.
0: Thank you, thank you.
1: Well, yeah. now that
0: we've done a pied de Terre, I think it's time for Daddy's hair.
1: Daddy's hair break. <laughs> Daddy's- <laughs> Sorry, I'm, just, I'm
0: going for the rhyme even if it doesn't make sense. You know Daddy's me. Hair. It's the songwriter in me. It's just got
1: a yes. rhyme. You must go with That's the a- rhyme.
0: I, I respect uh,
1: that. I respect it. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, man, we land in the To the Dad break. And um, I want to talk about a little old uh, game that I've been uh, playing with called uh, God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, God of War Ragnarok is um, a series on the PlayStation that uh, has been going on for a while, actually, um, since PS2, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, which is about, you know, this guy named Kratos, and it's about Greek gods, and um, he's like a Spartan, and uh, he basically makes a pact with Hades to save him and his crew and becomes basically, like, the hand for Hades and goes around killing people until he realize Until he, like, runs into killing his own family. This is not the Ragnarok um, storyline. This is kind of Kratos' whole backstory and why he is the god of war, but... Sure. Um, Hades, who's the original god of war, like tells Kratos to go out and kill for him basically. He's a hitman and uh, he ends up accidentally killing his family in like this like blind rage. Jeez. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. And then like after he realizes what happened, he's like I will destroy Hades. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, so like um, he has his revenge and he kills Hades and becomes the the new god of war and goes on a path and just starts destroying all the other uh, Greek gods. <laughs> Because he's just, like, full of rage and anger of, like, what happened to his family and how he's in, like, this disarray. And basically, the new series kind of picks up at the end of that, when Kratos, like, leaves Greece and um, goes up north. And it becomes a Nordic god story. Hmm. Um, And so, people that we start seeing in this realm is, like, Thor. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, Odin. Loki? Loki? Yeah, Loki. Yeah, his son, he has a son, actually, who is uh, supposed to be the, um, in um, in the uh, in the uh, storybooks, is supposed to be named Loki. Um, and so, the kid in this game, in, in uh, God of War Ragnarok, um, his son, which is named Atreus, but we realize that he's actually Loki when he grows wow. up. Um, he's trying to figure out his path and kind of find his way. And it's kind of like a coming-of-age story. It's a father-son story, but a coming-of-age story where, like, the son is now starting to age and trying to, like, realize his importance and that he's, like, a god and, you know, because huh. his dad is a god and things like that and trying to, like, harness his power and stuff like that. And his dad is really, in this in this game, is really trying to um, let go of the reins a little bit and trust his son, you know, to find the answers, basically. And... Um, huh. It's um, it's been really great, man. It's um,
0: is the you know, uh, it's, is yeah. the
1: game from Kratos' perspective
0: or from uh, Loki slash is it Kratos?
1: Yeah, this this this. No, you had it right. Yeah, Kratos. This um, this game is actually more. I would believe it, it shares half and half, but I think it's actually more Loki. This up this this game. Okay. um the last game when 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 uh Loki or Atreus is a much younger Atreus, child yeah a much younger child it's really more about Kratos and like trying to protect his son and like he was keeping he was keeping the knowledge that his son is actually a god too because nobody knows that he's a god he's like hiding out in the Norse, Norse lands and yeah. um the gods of the Norse lands like hear that this god of war is actually in their neck of the woods. And um, the son figures out who his dad is, and figure out who he is. He is, in turn, in a way. And um, in this game, he's kind of trying to find his find his uh, his 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 path. So, yeah, it's um it's it's a really good story. It's um I haven't beaten it yet, so I'm still in progress. Okay. But um it's definitely one of the games that's going to be out there as like game of the year this year. Nice. Um for the production value, the storytelling the way they weave in like the the nordic gods um uh lore into the actual story of this father son story and yeah. um i really enjoyed it and it's kind of funny that this game has a you know we're doing dad men this game kind of has like that father this father son you know back and forth and like being able to let go and kind of let your son choose his own path even even yeah. if that means he may harm himself on the way of doing that, which is really difficult for a parent to, yeah, or any caretaker really to do. It's it's hard. It's hard to like see, and like you you have a lot of answers, and but they sometimes have to figure it out on their own. So sure, yeah, it's um, cool. It's pretty cool, man. So I've been playing that. Really been enjoying it. I'm sure I'll give an update when I actually beat the storyline, and uh, and that'll be fun. But it's a uh, it's it's been a fun ride, and. Um, i've I've, uh, I've really enjoyed it and i really like the uh the whole father son the son growing up and kind of like their whole relationship changed from from the last game to this game because nice yeah it's a lot of uh kratos is actually kind of letting go and like just following his son you know on this on this on this uh path so it's sure.
0: nice cool well yeah, look man. forward to hearing how it is when you uh finish her off that's yeah, uh, that's important the ending's important um I thought for sure you were going to talk about Mike Flanagan being, uh, he, he, uh, Midnight Mass <laughs> got yes. canceled by Netflix. Yeah, man. Um, cause that's how we started the show, I think, is like the first dad break was about, uh, maybe Netflix. not the first, you know, it,
1: but it, it was about Netflix. Uh, yeah. This whole thing started with Netflix, man. I think even yeah. like the very, very beginning, like on I, uh, IT, ITPNT, like, yeah, um, you were talking about Flan Man. Yeah, I was talking about flame, and I think I was more so talking about how like people were <laughs> were wondering if Netflix was like on the decline, and like we kind of went through like kind of like they don't promote their sh- their their creators. That enough.
0: was um, that was Dadman
1: One. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Men One. Um, and you know, yeah. we keep talking about, it and look what happened. Crazy, right? Yeah, it's it's. I think
0: I manifested it, but and <laughs> yeah. I think season two. I don't know if it's season two, episode one of Dad Men, but you talked about Midnight Mass here. And um
1: Oh, you know what? Actually no, no, the no. show was um The Midnight Club. Midnight Club. That got yeah. cancelled. That's yeah. what got cancelled. Okay, yeah. sorry about that.
0: No, you're good. Um midnight mass, midnight mass is another show by Mike, though, right? My yes, client. it is. Love that. So show. this motherfucker, he's just he's just doing midnight shows. What the yeah. <laughs> Waka Waka, man. Okay. Um anyway. I'm very sorry that a show you loved got canceled. I'm not trying to like relish in it. Uh, this I'm actually happy about the news, to be honest. Oh, because he's, uh, he's got a partnership or a deal with another company now, right?
1: Yeah, so Amazon has picked, him, picked up his creative team and himself, and they're going to be working on... They have a multi-year deal where they're going to be working on exclusives sure. for Amazon. And, I mean... What did Netflix expect? Like, like I, I complained about it before when we were talking about the Midnight Club, and I, again, I've been complaining about it. This is one of your premier creatives in the in the space, especially in the genre of horror, for you guys that you yeah. have you had exclusively, and you don't promote his stuff enough. You don't you don't show him the the love that and, and care um, to give his give any of his shows enough light um to the point where like he didn't even get not he wasn't even uh, nominated for um any of the uh I believe it was the golden um globes. Golden- yeah the golden globes that's tv right uh it's tv and movies yeah tv and movies what's the other award show that's um emmys right emmys is tv only yeah yes okay so the emmys he didn't get he didn't get any nomination for that um for for midnight mass which was like i think his best uh work well yeah I would say I would say his best TV show work, um, yeah, well,
0: that's too bad. it's it, uh, is. it really is it's been going on forever though, man. I mean, mm-hmm. Kyle Mooney did a show called Saturday morning all star hits, mm-hmm. my favorite TV show of the last year, maybe mm-hmm. um brilliant animation, send up of eighties cartoons, Saturday morning cartoons mm-hmm. and no promotion whatsoever, I'm pretty Zero. sure like and um, I gotta say. I want to bring this up since we're talking Netflix. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think I'm going to talk about it on ITPNT.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I saw Glass Onion, a Knives Out story, or a Knives Out mystery. <laughs> nice. And it's a Netflix – it's going to be a Netflix movie, but they at least put it out in theaters for a fucking week. Like, it's selling like crazy. It's, really? it's selling out sh- screenings, and it's doing great. Oh, awesome. And, but it's fucking Netflix. So, yeah. I haven't checked if they're still showing. I'm going to check right now because mm-hmm. they should be. Because um, let me tell you, I, I really liked the first Knives Out. It's a really great movie. Yeah. But Knives Out 2, as I was watching it, I was mm-hmm. just like laughing. And the, meanwhile, the tension just kept ramping up because it's a mystery, you know? And,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Um, you don't know who's going to die or who's going to be okay. Um. And as the credits as the credits started, mm-hmm. I was like, "That is one of my favorite movies I've ever seen."
1: Oh, nice,
0: like, dude! I loved it like crazy, man. I, I I can't remember the last time I loved a movie in theaters that much. That's um,
1: awesome. That's awesome. To yeah, you talking so about so the check it um, out. the newest one. Yeah, Knives Out
0: uh, Two, you would call it.
1: Yeah, Glass okay. Onion
0: and Knives Out Mystery. Um, no man, uh, so. The thing is though, is that they only have it in theaters for one week. Right. So it's done. Like I can't find any screenings of it.
1: Oh, and oh yeah. You haven't pulled yeah, you you didn't find anything. Okay. No. And um, the annoying thing is,
0: do you know when it's coming onto Netflix? No. You would say right now, right? Yeah, you, you would know, because it's it's a week's of screenings. Yep. And then okay, put it on Netflix. That yep. I don't understand. Yeah.
1: That it's makes coming sense.
0: out on it's coming out on December twenty third. Huge gap. Huge gap in this world, huge gap. Yeah. So I don't know if they're trying to build demand, but I promise you, it's not working. Like it's not. I pr- it's not people. People who loved Knives Out one mm-hmm. don't know this movie exists. They there say you go. they say, oh, I can't wait to check that out, and I'm like, it's not in theaters anymore. You missed it. Okay, <laughs> I'll watch it on. I'll watch it on Netflix. You said. Yeah, it's uh, coming out on December twenty third. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Really? Oh, so it's not I'll there. Try. I was going to watch it now, but uh... Uh, okay. Well, I'll just I'll rent it. Is it on
0: Amazon? No. Oh, <laughs> okay. I think I'm probably going to forget about it, Michael. I'm sorry.
1: Uh, yeah, it's going to be a few weeks. You're not even going to be thinking about it. <laughs> You're going to be thinking about
0: little uh, baby Jesus. Uh, <laughs> oh if yes, you celebrate Christmas. If you celebrate yep. Christmas, mm-hmm. even if you don't, you know. If anyone, if anyone wishes me happy holidays, I'll say baby Jesus. Say, <laughs> Just yell baby Jesus. I won't even Jesus. say Merry Christmas because I don't want to offend anybody, but Let's I'll say baby Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Listen, the reason for the season is a little baby boy in a little <laughs> baby bonnet and he's in a manger and Mary and Joseph, you know, that's why they call it Merry Christmas.
1: That's Mary. This is, uh, mm, I like that a little, mer- little, little connection there, a little, little, <laughs> a little motherly connection. <laughs> well, listen, I'm going to hell. Let's get back to the show. It's okay. okay? I mean, there's... I mean... Let's... I'll see
0: you there, buddy.
1: <laughs> I'll take a pit stop. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, oh, yeah. I just... The thing with the promotion... Sh- I mean, I, I mean, I can't say this enough, man. Right? They don't promote the shit right. The timing is not right on stuff. You know, it's just... I'm getting tired. I'm getting tired of it. So like the news an attitude that, that sucks. Sorry. Yeah, really? No, it honestly is. It is an attitude that sucks. Like the fact, so the fact that one of my favorite creators, the of recent is uh, moving to, I would say greener pastures is, is a great sign. And I told, I told, uh, I told my wife, um, I was saying, I was thinking to myself, well, he's well, moving from Netflix And I know, like, Netflix has a bigger audience than Amazon Prime would. But then I thought to myself, well, if you're in a place that has a bigger audience but doesn't promote you, what's the difference?
0: Right. Right? You're left in the deep end with no help.
1: Exactly. Versus maybe being propped up in a space where, like, more people will be able to see you because you're, like, one of the big guys there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Amazon – They don't – like, they're not
0: an assembly line full of shitty content like Netflix is. I mean, what we've learned from the Netflix years, in my opinion, is Mm -hmm. the whole assembly line, content, content, content. We have to make as many movies and TV shows as possible Mm -hmm. um, as one studio. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work. No matter how many people you hire, no matter how much you focus group everything, um, it's falling apart. And they thought that they were too big to fail. They really did. I think did. so. Yeah. I they think thought, so. we, don't, we don't even have to promote this shit because we have subscribers. <laughs> like, they, they thought since they had built-in subscribers, it was all good. And what yeah. happened is competition knocked on their door. Shit ton and, of competition. And, you know, the, the age of streaming is going to – there's some positives and there's some negatives, but mm-hmm. um, it's it's ending. Uh, uh, the whole, like, everyone having a streaming platform, it's yeah. going to calm down now. Yeah. That's my prediction. Yeah. But – Netflix is – it's not doing well and they need to – like I said, their attitude sucks. They need to actually promote and work these things. Uh, Knives Out 2, when it comes out, mm-hmm. they need to put a fucking banner on the Thank top you. of your Netflix homepage that Thank says you. this hundred-something million-dollar movie that we made that looks amazing because mm-hmm. this was before their, their Troubles. They they went all out. It looked better than the first one almost. Nice, nice. Um, it should have been on big screens for longer. Yep uh, They they need to... God, it's so frustrating. They need to advertise the shit that they make that's good and Thank show you. confidence as opposed to, well, we got this thing here for you. You probably haven't seen it when you scrolled through what to watch a million times because we all do it. We all yeah. look around and then never watch it. Um, but you got to show confidence in what you're putting out. Um,
1: yeah. Gotta, their, their whole promotion has been around... Uh, reality tv and documentaries and it's also with the attitude of hey we're netflix it's on here you love us you know it's like
0: (laughs) no no we have no loyalty anymore yeah yeah so and hbo max hbo max i got too cocky about hbo max and i brought the downfall of hbo max so i think flan took the right call i think amazon is probably the best thing left of the streamers um, yeah.
1: Yeah. They definitely think, like have a big, um, you know, cause prime, if you have, if you have Amazon prime, you have, you know, you have prime videos. So
0: yeah. And um, Invincible and the boys are two of my favorite shows ever. So they're both primes.
1: That's a good point. That's a very good point, man. They have hits, they have some hit shows. Um, yeah. just keep adding to add, add consciously add to that, that roster yeah. and, uh, tighten it up. And I think. You will you will stand above others in that way. So, yeah. Anyway, thanks for bringing that up.
0: Yeah, thank you for another
1: diggity diggity diggity
0: diggity diggity dad break. <laughs> we got uh, who's a cool drummer that could play along to that theme song? We got to get uh, let's say I can't think of a cool drummer.
1: I know I was Ringo gonna Star. Yeah, I was gonna say somebody. It's <laughs> uh, the first name that came to yes, Questlove. Thank you. That's a much better. Much what were you gonna say? I was gonna say Travis Barker, <laughs> I,
0: very talented, incredible drummer. I yeah. can't listen to it for more than thirty seconds before getting a headache because he just plays so hard. Yeah, and he has so many fills. Again, fantastic drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it hurts my head. Yeah, uh, I understand that. I understand. Same that. with Flea, F- fantastic bass player, but my brain. I
1: yeah. gotta gotta watch out for that.
0: <laughs> my that's brain, true. you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Very true. Well, wow. all right, man. Well, um, I know we're out of the dad the dad break, but um, unfortunately, to the fans, there's not much fatherhood corner to go around this episode. Damn. Yeah. Damn. To quote the Gordon Ramsay. Damn. Damn. That's a great. That's a <laughs> good Gordon Ramsay.
0: That's <laughs> one. It's just like my don, where I can only say one thing. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and it's even it's not very good, but it's. Uh, but yeah, no, I. Uh, as a Gordon Ramsay myself I'm like damn right I guess the question I had for you is how true is the line betty says to don she goes we should do this more often and don says we should only do this
1: it thank you thank you sir that was great yes, yes. um almost so true that it hurts yes <laughs> actually I agree. It does hurt. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it hurts. <laughs> it actually does hurt. It doesn't almost yeah. hurt. That He's being right. said, yeah, it's it's so identifiable. It pains me. <laughs> yes.
0: We should only we should just be a family that just chills out and Yeah,
1: just hang out.
0: <laughs> hang out. Yeah, and Yeah. I thought maybe you could also identify with Don and his car, you know, don't get dirt in the car, don't mm-hmm. get your damn silly putty in the car.
1: <laughs> she um, wanted the fucking silly putty in the car, you believe yeah. that?
0: <laughs> yeah, he you know what? If she had pulled out silly putty, he would have grabbed the silly putty canister and just threw it <laughs> like, like an all-star.
1: Like throwing. a robot.
0: Yeah. Dude, you don't want to see Don throwing something at you cuz Yo. I think that could that could hurt more than his punch.
1: Yeah, yeah, the throw is mean. The throw is mean. <laughs> Fans of the show watch Don anytime he throws something. It's with fury. <laughs>
0: Coming back to the Dragon Ball Z reference, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they could have had Don Draper throw Android 16's head to Gohan to talk to him.
1: Right. Know. Like, ah! just like, across Like the how field. Mr.
0: Satan throws it. Yeah. Um, Don could have done even as good of a job, if not better.
1: If not know. better. I mean, the arm is he, hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he should have been a football player, man. He really should have. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, it's been a great episode, Jolla. Um, it has, man. Folks. Um, before we run, I, though. I'm sorry to cut you. I did want to... I, I know, I know. Sorry, sorry to cut your, your beautiful flow. But I wanted to mention, um, did you... During this episode, I did kind of notice a little bit of a Mod Man moment. Um, we have mentioned it during the episode, but to highlight it a little bit more is that um, it has to do with the the two young execs. You know their names? Kurt and Smitty. Kurt and Smitty. Um, which is really about... The youth not being or not wanting to be told what to do or buy, yeah, they want to feel. You know what I mean? Good advice. Yeah, yeah. Less words, more vibe is what kind of what 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 he was getting. Good point. At. Yeah. Good
0: point. Um, good point, Mike, because uh, that's a lot of what advertising is like nowadays. Where they're not really telling you to buy a new product. It's about the feels.
1: All about the feel. All about the yeah. feel. And we see that transition happening right, kind of right there during this episode. Good point. And the old guys, he's like, uh, I mean it sounds nice, but you know, what do we do with it? <laughs> yeah, Where's it's the a good visual point. for this?
0: It's it's a bit it's a bit esoteric.
1: Yes, but very,
0: very smart. And Don, because of his friend a duck, uh, excuse me, duck <laughs> A duck? <laughs> no, I said a duck, which oh, is even was... worse. A duck. Uh, let's just say a little birdie told me, and then he winks mm. at duck. <laughs> so those two being good friends is so so great in my in my mind.
1: It is. Well, it is pretty funny. I'm
0: glad you touched on that, and also we got to touch on the fact that you really liked Betty's hair in this episode.
1: I did. Um, I, almost to the point where I was like, did she get a haircut? Like she has a cute energy about her in this episode and i believe i just like her i like her bob i just think it's very cute it just fits her so well it's kind of young and adds like a young beautiness to her that she really like embodies well
0: yeah and I, i thought it was very cool that it was teased and that she kind of is enjoying um the attention she's getting from jimmy on the phone and yeah she she even has the guts to say to don mr jealous I think right? he likes me. Yeah. I think he likes, to, yeah. <laughs> he likes to, I think he likes talking to me. <laughs> you know, she she, she feels she interesting. Has a,
1: she has she has a very um bachelorette energy, doesn't she? I mean, it yeah, kind of feels that way.
0: She's a cutie in this episode. Yeah. Um really well done by the team. Uh great costume design for everybody, of course. They all look sharp. Absolutely. Yep. Um and Betty looks flirty cute and yes but she looks a little modest in the beginning because it's we're still from that dressing down where um don makes her feel shitty for wearing a swimsuit you
1: yes know? thank you i thank you i i think that kind of it that 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 part kind of she was up on a high for a second and then don smacked it down and i'm still feeling her her She's flirtiness yeah i'm feeling it She's still i still back. feel it Yep. yeah yeah i like it well
0: like to see the flirts We like to see the flirts Ooh. um and uh thanks for listening everybody uh right. like i mentioned it's been a tough week uh tough more than a week it's uh i think it's just the winter and uh yeah man it's Feeling just tough times tough times you know but we're gonna push um, through
1: we're gonna try to muscle it we're gonna try our best but i'm gonna try to lift with my legs Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's
0: the important thing i'm gonna much. lift the show with my legs.
1: Yes, okay. yes. I'm with you, buddy. I'll put my yeah. hands out and I'll get my thighs ready. Nice little <laughs> get smack. Those, <laughs> get those thighs ready. All right. So,
0: that's, that should be our new catchphrase for the show. Get those thighs ready. It's yeah. Yeah. God. That's <laughs> fucked up. All that's right. Good. That's good. That's good. All right. The medium is it's in the, the thighs. Message. Right. Thank you, everybody.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll catch you next week. It's uh, this season of Mad Men. We're about halfway through. And uh, we're going to do a mid-season, you know, mid-season vibe check. Yeah, man. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Talk Adios, to you. guys. This has been a Destiny Park Media production. If you like the show, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. For more content, you can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. We're going to be posting video clips of your favorite podcasts, as well as glimpses at new music. And hey, drop us a line or send any questions you might have to destinyparkmedia at gmail.com.